Dakota King's podcast is PG for parental guidance. It contains mild course language, drug references, and mature themes. You'll find it raw, insightful, but very helpful. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and type in The Code of Kings, or go to our website, www.greenroom.net.au. Without further ado, here is this week's episode. So let's go through some of the names. So, what do you call your friends at school? What do you call people that are annoying, or like how you stereotype people, Isa? Um, a lot of like homosexual slurs, like faggot and gay and that kind of stuff. Poof, faggot and gay. Yeah, yeah. Poof, dark. Yeah. Dickhead usually works for me. (laughs) But how you said. Um, I, I use the word retard a lot. <laughs> and gay, you call each other, you call me the gay all the time. You call, call me gay. gay. I call you gay. Yeah. <laughs> what about, um, we mentioned lame before. We describe stuff as lame. Um, and another one actually that I just thought of is, because we used to do a lot in high school too, we call people like girls. Mm. Yeah. Pussy. friends, don't be a girl, don't be... A pussy. Yeah. Don't, don't be a pussy. Don't be a dog. I call Such a dog. woman. Yeah, don't be a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So what do all those words have in common? They all hurt us. <laughs> yeah, that's true, they all hurt. They're not only really offensive all... to the person you're saying them to. Yeah, that's a really good point. They're not just offensive to the person you're saying to. Who else are they offensive to? People um, around you. People that are listening. actually might be affected by that. Because yeah. essentially, like, what we're saying, if you call one of your guy friends a girl, like, don't be a girl, don't be a woman, you're essentially saying, by definition, being female is an insult to somebody. Because you're using their gender as an insult. Mm-hmm. Which is the same thing for gay, using someone's identity, someone who identifies as homosexual. You're saying, to me that's an insult, so I'm going to insult my friends by saying, oh, don't be so gay. You're using someone's identity as an insult. It'd be like someone saying, um, oh, don't be such a Zach. Which sounds crazy to say, but that's like, like that's the level. You're you're taking someone, you're identifying them, and then using their name. Why didn't you? Why did? Why didn't you use Sam's name? Why did you have to pick my name? Because <laughs> you're in the spotlight. You got the lamp above your head. You look like an angel. That's oh. true. You give it, so you got to take it. <laughs> How's it going, guys? I'm an angel. So <laughs> if, if you said the other, you just said then that they're harmful to the person that you're saying it to. So, what's some alternatives? What what could we be doing? Should we attempt to try and change our vocabulary? Um, yeah, probably. But people won't. It's just the way way the times, I guess. And how people people like you try to break habits. It becomes a habit to call someone something. But you could it's, it, you could try and attempt it. <laughs> you should. But I'm not sure people will. Okay. Uh uh Cut. <laughs> You're someone, fired. What? Someone calling you my phone? They can call your computer? Yeah. <laughs> what? That's many stuff. jobs. Good job. Steve Jobs. What is that a thing? Cookie break. <laughs> <laughs> and action. Yeah, sorry for that disturbance. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's a bad habit. It's hard to change. Um, that's fair enough. I think that's something that we all struggle with. Whether it's the things we say or the things we do, it's really hard to break. Especially when all your friends are still doing it. 
Yes. So this is this is what's part. This is what's fun about being a leader, right? You can start a trend. We can start within our own household, our own friend group, and we can kind of course correct people that are within our influence. We can call people out. It's taken me. It takes months to kind of recognise the words and their impact. Like to call someone a retard. Oh, you're such a retard. It's such a normal. Uh, it sounds really like this is me being honest. It sounds like a natural thing to me to say with my yeah. group of friends. Such a retard. But to feel the weight of meeting now, and I've worked with people with conditions and stuff like that. It really makes, makes you feel really slack. Yeah, it even right. sounds like I think the words evolve. To even say someone is a retard now, even though that was like a medical term for a long time, still sounds like an insult. And so now we have different words like people who are disabled or differently abled or special needs and these words evolve <laughs> over time even in our own minds like you said like, I don't think you'd necessarily be picturing um, the people groups that you're mentioning like if you're calling someone gay you're not necessarily meaning that they're a literal homosexual you just mean that whatever they're doing is something that you think is silly so these words evolve in our minds but there's always two people when we communicate there's the person speaking and the person or people listening. So how important is it to take into account the people listening? Could you say, well, it doesn't matter because that's not what I meant, so you just need to deal with it? Or is it important that we consider our audience? You have to consider your audience because what you're saying, it doesn't sound bad to you. Like you said, it, it comes naturally. You just say, in your friend group, to say that, but to the other person, it could be offensive to them. And does anyone have a relative who's got like special needs or or, or a cousin, a friend even? Do I um I have a cousin who had brain a brain operation, and he's not all the can't drive. I've got an uncle who mows lawns for a living. Nothing wrong about mowing lawns, and he rides public transport but can't drive. Can't really. He hasn't been in a relationship before with a woman. That's because he just can't. He, he he's not able to function in that way relationally. So he still lives with his parents and he's 40. He's my uncle, my step-uncle. So when I, say, when I hear the words retard or impaired or Down syndrome or something like that. Downy. Yeah, like, oh, there'll be a downy. Like, we're, we're selecting words that are describing the very people, my very uncle, you know, my very cousin as well. There's got to be other words in the, in the human dictionary that we could use to describe yeah, like, someone's actions. It's hard because we're being brought up on all this. Not brought up, but yeah, we're being brought up on this. Yeah, it's true. It's like we downies, down syndrome, sped, retard. Like if you think about the just the, the maths of it, you guys all intend, I assume, to grow up and eventually one day have a family of your own and kids. There's a pretty good chance with the yeah. the group of us in this room. It's gonna be hard. That one of us is going to have a kid with a disability. Whether it be a physical disability, to do with their legs or eyes or ears, hands, feet, whatever, or an intellectual disability. They could have autism, Asperger's, we might have a Down syndrome kid, could have a kid with a learning disability, even something just like dyslexia or, or any of those things that kind of fit that category. There's a really good chance, because of the averages behind it, because of the percentages behind it, that we're talking about our own future kids when we use those words. 
and I think that makes it a little bit more real. Like, I understand how hard it is to break the habit because I used to do the same thing. Yeah, same. Until I kind of got out of my social circle and started hanging out with a few people and I found out they were gay. And I realised, man, I've had conversations with these dudes using gay as an insult. And they, they were polite about it, they didn't give me a hard time, but they should have, because what I was doing was pretty cruel. Um, so if that's the case, like, do you guys agree with that statement? You can disagree. Yeah, yeah totally. It's unjustified. Like, I'm not here to push my views on you, I'm just saying what I've learned. you guys agree? Yeah. So then it's on us, whether we mean to offend or not, it's on us to consider our audience. So I had a friend in high school, um, and he was just like a really creative dude. Um, and he would just come up with the weirdest... In, like, not insults, but I mean, because it's, it's fun like, poke fun at your friends. Like, we all do it. There's, there's a level that's fun and a level that's cruel. And maybe that's a topic for another, another episode. Sam. But he used to call people chicken kicker. <laughs> what the hell? Chicken kicker. Because, and I was like, what are you calling? He's like, I don't know. It's basically just people who are amused by silly things. And I'm like, fair enough. Like, there's nothing that particular... Like, you're not going to offend a people group. There's no, like... The Society of Chicken Kickers Australia. <laughs> it's well, basically just saying. Like, would have something about. <laughs> <laughs> basically, just saying. I think that person is amused by simple things, and I thought that really works. Like that, it made me laugh every time I heard him say it, and I had no trouble calling a friend. Like if they were being silly in class or being just doing something that I thought was ridiculous, I'd be like, "Man, you chicken kicker," and it's got a, like a nice little ring to it. So I think, like, if you're willing to think creatively, there's words that we can use to replace, and that's kind of how you beat a habit. It's not by trying to stop something altogether. I, I've just got to say, I, I call people dickweed or dick nuts or dick brains. <laughs> I think it's a little, but, I think it's a little different. <laughs> that's a really interesting point, because we're talking about how these words identify people yeah. and then use them as insults. Put up your hands if you have male genitalia. What the hell is that? <laughs> if you have a dick. Shit is. I'm glad you put in. No, it's really worth it. I'm like, Zach is your name. It's going to get really heavy. Alright, and but you're using dick, which we all associate with penis, as an insult. So you're basically saying, my man parts are a joke. Or an insult. <laughs> really? Like, like, don't be a dick. It's like, well, hold on. I'm a dude, and a dick is a pretty defining quality of being a male human. And I don't want my parts to be a joke. I don't. Want I don't like you referring to my genitalia in that way. <laughs> what do you think about that? Someone's like, don't be a dick. Just going, hey, I don't appreciate you talking about my genitals that way, mate. You chicken kicker. <laughs> so it's fine. I like that. We can we can come up with phrases. I think it's called wordplay. Yeah, a lot of a lot of musicians do this with their songwriting and with their band names. They try and um, it's kind of like heavy metal was actually a term that was coined by a guy who cut snippets out of um, other magazines and books and lined up the sentence with another completely different magazine or book and I'll come up with weird ideas and weird phrases. So heavy metal is a weird kind of thing. Well, yeah, what's it yeah. mean? I get picked on for listening to Heavy Metal by lots of people. One of them is in this room. <laughs> <laughs> Samuel. Not my, um, my cousin, he's... Whenever somebody or um, does something stupid or silly, he calls them a silly fish. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's got his own term, which is silly fish. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. What other funny terms 
Is there other people that have relatives or friends that make up their own funny terms like that? I make my own funny ones up sometimes. I've got to be in the mood for it though. Like, what do I say? Um, um, I think you call them a fox sometimes. Fox, yeah. Fox, animals. I've heard goose a lot. Yeah, goose. Yeah, goose. I call yeah. them fox because they're just like a little fox. Like, it doesn't really make sense, but still, it works. Instead of like, you know, something else. I mean, well, you're pretty safe with the animal kingdom. Like, you're not gonna ever get a fox come to you and say, oh, "Pardon me, sir. I don't appreciate you using me and my species to insult humans." When all these what foxes? Yeah. yeah, all these foxes are outside your house. <laughs> With signs and banners. <laughs> Stop the slander. There he is, boys. Get him. <laughs> I think we used to do it a lot. Like, I think... I've, I've read a lot of, like, books, and some of them are quite old. Dingbat. And it, yeah. Yeah, Dingbat. Dingbat. Dog used to be a really big insult. Yeah, it still is. Insult. I feel like you're a dog. Because for whatever reason, they were just seen as low, dirty animals. Or yeah, if someone called me a dog, dog I'd bark at them. Bottom. No. Or no. urinate on their leg. I had someone. Is that what you did? Once. <laughs> <laughs> this is just out of nowhere. It's just. It was weird. Like a cat. Yeah. Oh, wow. One of the teachers in my school. If he, he's talking his class, he walks up to you and goes. Like, <laughs> like a pirate. Or yeah, he, kind of, he points at you and growls. Maybe it's what you should do from now on. Just whenever someone annoys you, just like make eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> no. Or just breathe really heavy. Yeah, <laughs> breathing is the most uncomfortable noise ever. There's this kid at my school who, um, he obviously, he obviously has a problem, but he, um, he barks at people. Yeah. And they oh, yeah. he, uh, <laughs> he legitimately barks. And Some like, people with Tourette's make noises like that, where they, they make like a barking noise or a clicking noise. He doesn't have Tourette's, he's, but he's like, no, he, like, he, he does it with the intention to intimidate. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's interesting. I was like, Grr. yeah, there's a little crazy girl in my class, and she says she's a demon, and she kisses at people. Wow. Well, you go up to her and you go, "Hey," and she goes, Kiss. "But it's intimidating." <laughs> to be fair, if you go up to someone, if I, if I, if I, no, but if I tell you to f off, it's a lot different to them actually trying to physically intimidate you with a with a loud noise or something. No, Has right anyone that. seen that video where this guy says? In every aspect except physically, I am a wolf. <laughs> and he like literally thinks he's a wolf, and he wears like this collar yeah, like, and barks. Wow. It's the weirdest thing. I think thing. the fact that he can say that on a video. No, but he was, he was <laughs> dead set. He was dead set. Everywhere. Yeah, he, he wasn't animals. kidding. <laughs> so, would we, would we all agree in this room that animals are a safe kind of term to use in? Well, yeah, you see this moose up on the wall. He's not going to come down like, can you please stop calling people? For I like a moose. moose. I reckon that's a good one. Don't moose. be such a moose. <laughs> moose! It's got a, a low ooh to it. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're not sure whether you're calling them a cow or a moose. My brother calls me a poodle. <laughs> poodle. Oh, that's it. That sounds funny. Don't be a stuffy. <laughs> or a rat. That's another one. Rat. You do your rat. Rat. That's pretty bad. Maybe you just confuse them and, like, use a compliment. You beautiful human! <laughs> Wait, what? Are you angry? I'm not. Yeah. I think you are such a legend! <laughs> yeah. That'd be weird. I love you! Yeah, just aggressively just yell compliments. Actually, that's probably a really good segue into time, right? Because we're talking about our audience earlier. I hear it from my wife a lot, you guys hear it from your parents. 
in, in your It's not what you said, it's how you say it. Have you guys heard that? Yeah. Tone, change your tone right now. Your attitude is right. Now. Say it like you mean it. That's the kind of thing you said. But I don't words. mean it. <laughs> tone is massive. Remember, like, I said this to you, Zach, when you had your meeting with the principal. You know, it sounds like you repeated again, but no one on the podcast will have heard it. When we were getting ready for your meeting with the principal, what was some advice that you took to the meeting? Just to be chilled and calm and don't raise your voice at him and just, you know, be honest and all that type of stuff. Because put, put yourself in a, in, as a teacher's, in a teacher's role. You've got a little kid you're asking the question to. Now listen, this happened and your name was mentioned. How would you react if a uh, high school student was like this? But sir, I didn't do it, and he did it, and they always accuse me. That tone I'm using. It's just annoying. It's so like... annoying. You just want to shut it down and be like, oh, you're going, you're on the just because you're annoying. <laughs> oh, yeah. But you'd be like, sir, it wasn't me. It was, it may have looked like this, but if you just talk to these guys, that's much more... Civilised. Civilised, yeah, and mature. But when we've got, we're heated in the moment... It destroys every chance. Yeah. Your words don't even get heard. I think something really important about communication is to think about, they call it, we have direct communication. So I might look at Cameron and say, hey Cameron. And that's direct communication is, I'm looking at him and I'm using my voice. But the indirect communication might be my tone and my body language. So the difference between going, hey Cameron, and hey Cameron, is completely different. But the words are the same. But the words are the same. And I think when we're talking with our parents, or our girlfriends, or our boyfriends, or our teachers, or our wives and husbands, whatever in the future for anyone who's listening. It's not just what you say, it's how you say it. And it's it's communicating something to them about yourself. And I'm studying teaching at the moment, I'm studying primary school teaching. And if I get in front of my class, and I start going, Now everyone sit down, stop what you're doing, I'm so sick of this. I've lost control, and I'm showing them I've lost control. And if a teacher loses control, you lose respect. I don't know if you guys have felt that before with the teacher. Or your parents, maybe your parents have lost control and you think, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> this isn't the way you should be. Yeah, this is, this is wrong for you to talk this way, to treat this way. And I'm expressing my anger, but I'm also expressing I've lost control of the situation. So if you're talking to the principal and you're doing the same thing, like Matt said, but sir, it wasn't me. You should have seen him. He was doing it first and I only did it. You're showing him that you've lost control. And if you want to win someone over, the best way to do it is to show them that you're thinking clearly and that you have control. No, mum, I know that's what you think happened, but can I please explain? I went there and this happened and then that and that's... And you're showing them that you're in control and I think that's a really important lesson to... Yes. ...to take away is, as men in particular, we want to be in control. We want to... If we're going to say something, we want to say it because we mean it. If we want to do something, we want it to be deliberate, we want it to be intentional. And if we're trying to... Sometimes there's a time to yell. I'm not saying never yell. Sometimes there's time to get angry. There's a time to yell. Um, but it's knowing that right time. And having the self-control to think, what's in my best interest? If I yell at my mum and dad, is it ever, ever, ever going to work out in my favour? No. No. <laughs> even if you're justified, even if you were right, even if you're telling the truth, if you're not doing it in the right way, they're not going to hear it. All they're going to hear is, I'm a teenager and I'm out of control and I'm very emotional and I don't understand things. Like, that's what they're going to hear from what you're saying. So I think, as a bit of wisdom, it took me a long time to learn that. Control. Control is power. Mm. What do you boys think of that? Mm. I think it's very good. That was a very 
Can you give, have you guys got some examples of um, times where you've actually seen that work? Have you guys, have you guys ever been yeah, my parents. calm to your parents and versus being out of control to your parents? Yeah, your like, they're like, get off your Xbox, you've been on all day. And I'm like, no, Dad, I've been on my computer all day. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, come on. Well, anyone else have a time, good or bad, where they thought, you know what, I could have lost control, but I kept it? Yes. Yes, that's it. That's what happened again. Oh, okay, so you're saying he was, he was in your face and it, you yeah, could have lost it, but you were like... Dad was in my face and I was about to lose it and I didn't. Right. And everything came out all good. Nice. Yeah, there you go. There was one time for me. Um, I got in trouble with a teacher at school and I ended up having to see the coordinator. And um, when I was talking to the teacher, I was a lot more stressed out and like I was yelling. That's when she sat me down. But when I talked to the coordinator, I was a lot more calm and collected. And the way I spoke, and I ended up with nothing anyway. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Have you heard of Isaac? Oh, <clears throat> somebody yelled out something in assembly, and after assembly, one of the teachers came up to me because I thought it was me. Uh -huh. But it was a person, and they were really aggressive towards me, and I was just keeping calm and saying that it wasn't me, and it was I didn't have anything to do with it. And they were then they eventually calmed down, and nice. And then it was all good. I still yell at stuff in assembly. I'm so immature. <laughs> Yeah, and there's, there's a whole element of control again. Mm. It's like there's a time and a place. And at one point in the near future, you're going to be in a position of leadership, whether you're at work or you're in a band or you're with your group of friends, and you're going to have people not taking you seriously and not taking the situation seriously. And you're going to remember all those times in class where you were calling out and during assembly, and you're going to think, oh, man, <laughs> this is me. Because karma, man, it comes back around. It does. How you can? You got any? I don't get it often, but I see kids heaps, and they'll get in trouble for calling out, and they'll get sort of angry about it because they'll be like sent out of class or something, yeah. instead of like being really calm about it, and they'll just be digging them deeper into that hole. Yeah. Hey guys, Matt Purcell here. I'm the co-founder of Code of Kings and the director of the Green Room at Warners Bay in Newcastle, Australia. The Green Room at Warners Bay is an innovative center that helps people practically with their music, academic, and life ventures. We look at music tuition, we help with academic tuition, and we also assist students that don't know what to do, don't know where to go, don't know how to deal with life's challenges. Listen, one of the things I do outside of the Green Room is I write music. I'm a singer-songwriter, I've been signed to major record labels. I'm also a motivational speaker. I speak in schools around Australia, inspiring students like yourself to be able to live your dreams and equip you with tools to be able to do that. One of the fun things I love to do in seminars, though, is sing parody songs. I rip off popular artists. I rip off Justin Bieber. I sing about KFC Chicken. We just love laughing at life. And I've been requested by thousands of students around Australia to put together a little EP. And I put together an EP. It's called The Milk Is Expired, Matt Purcell. And every single cent of that EP goes toward mentoring students here at the Green Room either putting it toward paying for someone's retreat fee. We do retreats here. We do one-on-one -on -one mentoring. We do group sessions with like practical interest groups like boxing and music. Every single cent of this EP goes toward helping a student get equipped and helped to become a better version of themselves. So what I would love you to do, there's a little snippet of one of the songs from the EP. You can go on iTunes, type in Matt Purcell, M-A-T-T, -T, 
P-U-R-C-E-L-L, or The Milk is Expired. And it will come up with the EP, and you can purchase it. It's only $7 for five songs, and every single cent goes toward helping Code of Kings programs that will help students in our area. So I really appreciate listening to this and supporting what we do. And if you'd like to support more, go to our website. Here's a little snippet from one of the parody songs. You were shooting fadeless, now I wish I didn't eat at all. Now I'm feeling silly, lying here in the meadow on my grandma's floor. Sorry, grandma. After two legs and a chicken thigh. Two legs. I want two legs and a chicken thigh. Two legs. I want two legs and a chicken thigh. Two legs. I want two legs and a chicken thigh. And a meat pie. Let's get really specific about calm, bro. Like just for I don't want I don't like assuming anything. So for people on the podcast out there, what explain practically what speaking calm is like? Um, just how we're talking now. I think it's having a sense of control over what you're saying. So thinking about being deliberate. Is it speaking in your words? Is it being is it speaking fast or slow or just at your normal pace? Just normal talking. Thinking normal talking. about what you say. Having we saying it. And having a non-aggressive or having a pretty, um, chilled tone. What's it called? I can't think of the word, but sort of a neutral tone. Yeah. yeah. Soft tone, yeah. Even your body language, like if you're sitting back talking to the principal, you slouch it down and be arms folded. What is this saying to the principal? You don't respect or yeah. care. You're not listening, you don't care, you close off. Whereas if you're sitting up and you're just like politely listening, you know, you don't have to be all like all posh about it, but... You know, body language can say a lot to your parents or to whoever you're talking to, even if it's just your friends. Mm. Mm. Mm, Does anyone have an example of when they use like an aggressive tone, but in the right situation? Because I think a lot, we're told never, like, don't yell, don't be aggressive, but I think there's a time and a place for it. Has anyone had that experience? I'll tell you a quick story, because this happened to me in high school. Um, my, My little brother was in the year below me, and there was this girl in his class that this group of three boys just kept picking on. You know, they just kept making fun of her weight and her appearance. Right, was she fat? The way she talked. She was um, a little bit overweight, I'd say, like, in terms of what's what's healthy. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to judge her for that because who knows, like, where she's coming from and what, what kind of home environment Mate, she had. have you seen her today? I haven't seen her for a year. Well, she might be some super skinny hot model. <laughs> she might be, but that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is they were picking on her. Um, which, regardless of her appearance or whatever, is, is just wrong. And he stood up to them and he told them to stop. So they thought they were going to get him back and at lunchtime they were going to beat him up. And I was sitting up at the basketball courts with my friends. And uh, one of my mates came to me and said, Hey, listen, you know, I've heard that these two boys are after your brother. And um, I told him to come up here. He's on his way now, but I think they're following him. And I got so fired up. I was like, What? And he told me that situation, he said, you know, apparently they were picking on this girl and he stood up for her and now they're after him. Because, you know, he like just basically embarrassed him in front of the class by calling them out as being um, mooses. <laughs> Goosey mooses. And so I go down there to meet him and he's walking towards me and there's probably about six guys behind him. Uh, and they're only the year behind me, so I'm definitely like out of my depth. But I thought like, this is unacceptable. Like I was just, you know, my, my anger was just through the roof. 
he's come towards me and I'm like, listen, just keep going. I'll talk to him. So he keeps walking past me. Um, and these guys start coming towards me and I just put out my hand and I'll stop him, like the ringleader, because that's who you've got to aim for in those kind of situations. And I pushed him back and I said, where do you think you're going? He's like, none of your business. And I'm like, that's my brother and it is my business. And then I just lost it. And I'm like, you think you can come up here in my territory and pick on my brother? I'm like, you <laughs> are territory. losing your mind. Yeah, I mean, he's, I was, a, he's a you know, When you're mind, you're angry, you just start saying stuff. My and I'm like, you know, I will take every single one of you on. I'm like, I don't care if it's one at a time or all together. Like, I'm going to knock you guys out. And this other guy like, from the back sets, oh, who do you think? And I'm like, shut up. I'll talk to you in a minute. I'm talking to him. And I'm like, in this guy's face, just losing my mind. And they're all like stopped in their tracks. I mean, if they wanted to rush me. But Ian gives them a mad head, but. That's true. <laughs> but because of my tone and my body language, they thought, man, this is serious. Like, this is, we weren't ready for this. We weren't ready for resistance. It was supposed to be like a six on one, like you know, just throw down. And a teacher sits here in the racket. She comes over. She's like, what's going on here? Is there a problem? And I immediately just turn it off and I calm down. And I say, no, no problem, miss. Do we have a problem? And just looked him dead in the eye. And um, he was like, no, there's no problem, there's no problem. And he walked away. I didn't get in trouble because I just turned it off at the right time. The teacher walked away and left. My brother was fine. They never bothered him again. Because I had like a big group of friends, but they were all up at the courts and they thought I was coming up behind them, so... Um, but the point of that story is just to talk about control. Like, people might try to tell you there's never a time to get angry, never a time for violence, but that's not true, like, that's not how life works. Yeah. So you're saying there is a time for violence? Absolutely. There is a time for violence, This is a different story, I don't want to hog all the mic time, but I... Um, no, you know, you're not here often, there you go. Yeah. I got beat up real bad when I was about 16 years old, I was in the back of a bus. Um, this dude, this really creepy looking dude, he was 20 something and probably off his face on drugs, kept turning around and looking at me and my girlfriend and my mate that was with us and just pulling dirty faces and being really crude towards my girlfriend. Um, and I told him to stop. I was like, you need to stop, like, you're just being disgusting. And we're, like, we're at the back of the bus, the bus was empty besides us and this other guy and the driver. And this dude just gets up and just walks over to me and just starts punching me in the face. And um, I was sitting down, I was 16, he was 20-something. Um, but I tried to, like, you know, fight him off as best I could. Um, and I ended up in hospital, had a really bad concussion, was sick for days, the face was all swollen. But... Did it hurt? Did, yeah, did he it really hurt, hurt you? Yeah. Um, but I, I think I did the right thing in standing up for her. But maybe I could have handled it differently, maybe we could have moved down to the front of the bus and told the driver. You know, when the driver saw what was going on, he stopped the bus and yelled at the kid, well not the kid, the 20 year old dude, and he jumped off and the cops found him eventually. Um, there's no guarantee in your life that you're going to get through every situation without getting hurt, but there's some things worth fighting for, and protecting yourself, protecting your friends and your family is worth fighting for, protecting even like a bystander on the street, like I'm convinced that if I saw a fight going down and there was a group of people picking on one person, I'd want to step in, not to like go in there, guns blazing, but to go in there and try to calm down the situation. So what if one of them hit you, would you eat them back? It depends on the situation, man. Like, I can't play hypotheticals because who knows, like maybe they have weapons, maybe they don't, maybe there's a good reason for the fight, maybe there's not, but what I'm saying is to go into every situation with control and knowing the consequences. And it's like, listen, I might walk out of this beat up, I might not walk out of it, but is this worth fighting for? And, um, and sometimes... It's appropriate to use an aggressive tone, sometimes it's not. 
and to use it on the right people. So obviously if I turned to the teacher, going back to the story of my brother, and started yelling at her, oh well miss, he's a blah blah, and going off, and then he starts yelling back, then we're both going to end up the principal's office, and who knows what could have happened, in terms of getting in trouble and things just being misunderstood. But because I turned it off when I was talking to her, because I wasn't mad at her, she was just doing a job, um, having that control gives you power, and that's what we're trying to teach you guys, most of all, is to give you power and wisdom so that you can live your life well in a way that you can look back on and be proud of. Mm. Awesome. Uh, yep, definitely. Thank you, Ian, for coming in and joining us today. Good. Thanks, man. Thanks for the tips. Thanks, Ian. Thanks. Hey, thanks for listening to the Coda Kings podcast. We really want to encourage you to share this online and personally to any friends, family members, and students that you feel would benefit from it. If you go to our website, greenroom.net.au, and click on the Live tab, you'll see Code of Kings podcast. We want to hear your questions, suggest some topics for us to discuss, and give us your feedback about how it's helped you and your friends. Follow us on Instagram, at the Code of Kings, and hashtag us in your ventures of bravery, moments of discovery, and you'll see us posting helpful things up on there. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. We'll see you next time.